You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Today's episode of Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Twisties. Twisties is my longest running client. I've been shooting for them for over a decade, and they are also the best site for lesbian erotica on the web. You know, on this show, we talk a lot about ethical porn and consent and boundaries. Let me tell you that when I shoot for Twisties, we cover all of those topics and you can rest assured that you are definitely accessing the most ethically produced porn out there. I, as the producer and the director, make sure of that. So check out twisties.com where you can access the hottest girl-girl scenes out there with big stars like Abella Danger, Demi Sutra, Kira Noir, Cherie DeVille, and Alexis Fox. Plus, up-and-coming newcomers like Jules Blue, Lulu Chu, Alexis Tay, Charlotte Sins, Giselle Blanco, and so many more. Go to twisties.com today. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Today, my guest is a true veteran of the adult industry. He has been in the industry possibly longer than I have, though he might have a little dispute for that. We are talking, of course, about the one and only David Lord. Ah. The claps come high. How are you? Good. So how long have you been in the industry? I... I've been in the industry since I was 18. My whole adult life, I've I've been in the industry. And there was a point in time, I think I was 17, 16 or 17. And back in the day when you you were a rock and roller, uh, you know, or trying to be a rock and roller, um, you telemarketed, right? So you sold pins and toners and all that bullshit. And you got up at 6 a.m. and we're fucking in some phone room trying to sell shit, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's and, nothing that says rock and roll more than telemarketing. More than getting up at 6 a.m. <laughs> at 6 a.m. And, and telemarketing. Uh, and I saw an ad for um, uh, telemarketing porn. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. So I went. And I didn't, oh, I don't have my ID on me. And they're like, all right, come in. Come in tomorrow. We'll hire you, blah, 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 blah. And then like two days later, like, yeah, dude, you got to go. You're not even 18. <laughs> you have to be 18 to sell this shit. Um, and then uh, when I was 18, I saw another ad. In the LA Weekly, I don't know if anyone remembers that magazine or that paper. It's still out, you know. LA Weekly, really? Yeah. No, get the fuck out. Yeah, it does. What do you do with the LA Weekly now? Because it used to be like you you see shows. Bottom of your 
Gerbil page. <laughs> yeah, it's like all the pet people Gerbil. really. Yeah. We, it still exists. It's, it, what, but it, is it like movies or shows or nothing? It's like Art, articles on artic- LA. Okay. Um, it has like lots of ads. Right. Um, I think it probably looks very much the same as same. it did before. It's just Maybe thinner. Probably thinner. Yeah. yeah. Thinner. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, they used to have, used to, instead of going to, in, like, one of the websites, used to just go in the back of the recycler or LA Weekly or whatever to find jobs. And there was one job in there, again, telemarket adult movies. And again, yes. And uh, I sold videotapes to video stores. And f- uh, the funny story, it's been told before. So there is a Guns N' Roses song by the name of My Michelle. Mm-hmm. And the way it starts out was, Daddy works in porno now that Mommy's not around. She used to love her heroin, but now she's underground. That's the, the lyric. The daddy that works in porno... Uh, uh, his name was Harry Young mm-hmm. and his daughter Michelle Young was the Michelle and my Michelle so that guy from that song hired me to sell videos to video stores and shit and, and that started the adventure of porn wow so what was your first day on the job like like tell me like exact like so you would call up so yes dis- okay. distributors and be like video stores bookstores mm-hmm. you know like, there hey, was I got there this was a great, lot there was like anal gangbang series that you <laughs> just gotta have yes yes um, basically um, it was a numbers game so you would have lists you would have sheets you you would also create and generate accounts right and we used to use these three by five cards or four by six and we'd have a alphabetized and you'd come in and it'd be a small room smaller than this table probably about this big. Yeah, from about there to there. Cubby hole. Mm-hmm. Right? And there were tons of them. And you would call up client one. Hi, so-and-so. Is so-and-so in? Yes. Cool. Let me talk to him. Can I send you out some literature? Are you familiar with my product? The two main companies I worked for when I first got in were Aero Film and Video, Lou Perino and the Perinos, which were the last of the Italian mob mm-hmm. kind of thing from the 70s. Mm-hmm. They did the deep throat and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it was those guys. And then it was um, uh, Elliot Siegel uh, over at Western Visuals. Mm-hmm. So they were known companies, right? And you had known products. Um, over at Western Visuals, I'll use Black Orchid, which was Michael Nin's very first movie that he ever did. And I'd call up video store after video store after video store, bookstore after bookstore. If you didn't make 100 calls in your day, you didn't have a good day. So you would just pump product out. New releases every month, get them on automatic. Um, you know, did they take big box or small box? VHS. Beta. I, would, I just, I, I, when I got in was the tail end of the beta. So I have actually sold porno on beta. Wow. Fucking, I'm so fucking old. It's so <laughs> fucking bad. And um, yeah, that's what we did. We sold, we sold to video stores and video distributors. And then at some point I got into um, CD-ROMs. So Private USA was hiring a sales hiring a salesman for their CD-ROM division. And that was like early 90s. And then they they decided, hey, so what's going on in the market? And I'm like, DVD is going to be the next big thing. And they believed me. (laughs) 
I mean, you were right. I was right. Yeah. I was right. Uh, so I produced the third ever adult DVD ever produced, uh, which was Private Pyramid. Um, so the the whole, it was basically me, uh, a gentleman uh, by the name of Jim Monroe, may he rest in peace, he just died recently, uh, and Alan over at VCA. So Jim was at Vivid, I was at Private, and Alan was over at VCA, and we were the first three DVDs. Wow. So sales morphed into DVD, which morphed into directing. So to, what were you doing when the internet came along? Because I know there was okay, a lot of so DVD companies inter- that it, were like, this it, is not, this well, is bad. Like, I, I was over at Wicked. And so were you directing already? No, by then? I wasn't directing. By okay. I had, um, I was over at private and I literally sent a fax over to Steve Ornstein and Joy King saying a fax, right? <laughs> Fucking fax. <laughs> sent a fax. Uh, I sent a fax over, uh, was basically my resume. And there were that many people. They were looking for someone and there mm-hmm. was maybe a handful of people that understood how to the functionality of it mm-hmm. and uh he hired me and uh i was over there uh doing all of his dvd stuff uh you know we did dream quest and it was huge he called that me was it, the, movie. the last jenna jameson movie yeah. i caught i just caught the cut that's that was my entry point mm-hmm. was dream quest so fucking, he kept calling me every day. Sold another ten thousand. This is eighteen bucks a piece. So he's just like going, "You're my guy." Yeah. Like you're bringing me so much money right now. Yeah. So it was like another ten thousand. We sold another thirty thousand this month. It, it, I think the last, legitimately, probably about a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand pieces at about eighteen bucks. You do the math. I'm not doing the math. <laughs> a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And. Uh, and uh, so we just, we, and, and it was such a great gig because great brand. And I got to push the envelope. Like I basically didn't have much of a budget and just kind of here, I got a cool idea. Let me do this. And they're like, okay. And then let's get more BTS. And I would get BTS guys shooting stuff and, and all that. And here's a cool packaging idea. And, and it, I remember, I had to explain to Steve Ornstein why he needed to do 5.1 surround sound, right? Because <laughs> you need 5.1 surround sound in your porn. It was very decadent back then. Um, and I took him into a, a sound stage, and you know, like you know, mixing boards and mm-hmm. all that shit. And I go, "This is what your product sounds like." Oh, hey, uh, my name's Brad Armstrong, and blah 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 blah. And then said, this is what it could sound like. It went boom. And it just sounded amazing. Yeah. He did the Foley track. He did all that stuff. Uh, Anyway, point is, it was huge. It was big. And I was fucking cocky as hell. And the internet just, just started. And they wanted to dump a bunch of money into it. And I'm like, he was, he was, he was 10 years too early to Hmm. to the game. Interesting. Right. So internet was there. But it just, it wasn't making money. It wasn't as popular. Like, DVDs were popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, fast forward 10 years or whatever, DVDs are like a thing of the past, and it's all about internet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, 
he uh, that that's that's that was the 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 revenue stream that kept the movies going. Right. Right. It wasn't hard goods anymore. It was you know internet. Yeah, I mean, because when the internet first started, you know, we had dial up, and the connection was very slow. So that's why. God. We actually, my mother did so well because she was mostly a photographer. Mm-hmm. So pictures did great on the yeah. internet because that was pretty much the only thing you could download. Video was like, yes, it, there was no that. streaming. You no. had to download. It would take you forever. No, no. I mean, I remember sitting there impatiently waiting for one photo <laughs> yeah. to download. Yeah, it's, it's like little squares. Ding, ding, like, ding, 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 And ding, just ding. sitting there for <laughs> 10 minutes and be like, fucking hell. Oh, so that's, so it was perf- the perfect mm-hmm. Um, environment for Suzanette to take off, and that's why my parents did so well in the right. beginning. And then, right. like once the technology got better yeah. and bandwidth got cheaper, yeah. and video became more prevalent, that's like when my parents weren't doing as well because they were really photo oriented, not video oriented. So right. then it kind of switched. But but that you're right because I assume obviously as a movie company that yeah the beginning of the internet. You could be too early if you're yeah. really just talking about video. And, and listen, to, to the guy's credit, I mean, um, I mean, not, not Ornstein. Ornstein was willing to try anything and, 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 and was a great guy. Uh, still is. He's not like he's dead. Uh, <laughs> still is a good dude. Um, uh, but there was this guy in the department mm-hmm. going, build it now, build it now build it now and i think unfortunately there was a couple bad business decisions Mm -hmm. that prevented it from really going forward like the wrong guy or just whatever i don't whatever drama was there but um but to that kid's credit or to that guy's credit he was right yeah ultimately he ultimately what i was doing was a was a niche thing that was just going to eventually go away yeah you know, and and internet was what was really going to take over. What year are we talking about when you're talking about like these bad decisions? Um, I'm thinking uh, early 2000s. It wasn't bad decisions; it was bad personnel. I think. Was it one particular person? Yeah. Did his name start with an A? Yeah. You know he was. My yeah. Boyfriend, right? He was what? He was my boyfriend. Right? Oh God, really? <laughs> okay, did not know. Yeah, uh, but. There, no, I, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. He was absolutely the worst right. person I've ever dated. I was like 22 and he was like 33. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He was the right. The worst guy but, I've ever been with. But it was just, it was shady. And then I think he got another. Because remember in the beginning, those internet guys were real fucking shady. Like yeah. real. Like that whole crew. This guy was fucking shady. Yeah. That whole. My the, parents hated <laughs> didn't he used to live around here yeah like right down the what yeah yeah a house off of Mahone. yeah like right around here yeah same guy yeah so that was one of the bad decisions and i think there were multiple but mm-hmm. of but of that type yeah right the wrong guy driving your fucking bus <laughs> yeah. basically you hire the wrong guy to drive your bus yeah right so but uh yeah so that was that's that's when that kind of took over, but 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 when it did start going, I'd already moved out of DVDs, mm-hmm. um, and the, the guys over at Wicked gave me everything, mm-hmm. like Jonathan Morgan, um, God bless him, um, because I'm a whore and I love money. Mm. Okay, so I would work uh, every weekend. 
I would take vacation. I would like I would take vacations around Brad Armstrong's big movies, mm-hmm. or Jonathan Morgan's big movies, right? Mm-hmm. So I can work them. Mm-hmm. And I remember we used to do, you know, we used to do interviews, sit down interviews, put movie posters up, light it, do all that shit. And uh, Jonathan Morgan uh, said, "Hey, you want to shoot camera?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "I tell you what." You come work for me for free, for two like two day shows, mm-hmm. two two day shows, and then I hire you as my BTS guy. Let's see if you can do it. Mm-hmm. There's be this guy Clark and Jake Jacobs, and they taught me how to shoot camera. So I learned how to shoot camera from shooting BTS for Wicked on the weekends and vacations. So those guys taught me how to do it. That's a great way to learn too, because it's kind of like not not the BTS is dispensable but like if you don't you know bts also has that sense of like it's okay if the camera's kind of shaky and it's moving around and it's like you know what i mean yes yes to a to a to To degree better than but but back then it was all we were trying to make posh product we were trying to be oh here's pro shit so it wasn't just a camera running it was as many shots as possible and creating your storyline like we were trying to really do it up and, uh, you know, eventually it turned into a fucking, here's a GoPro on a fucking thing and just shoot whatever happens. And yeah. you're lucky if you get that. Yeah. But it was a production. It was, oof, we spent so much money. Holy shit. I money. mean, for me, like the BTS, whenever I watch, you know, big mainstream movies or shows that I really mm-hmm. like, I love the BTS. Love it. But I think it's because we work in production. So we want to see like, what lights are you yes. using? Like, how are you getting how the shot? What's it? your equipment? Yeah. That kind Ab- of stuff. But. Absolutely. I still enjoy it. Yeah. I, in fact, um, there's a lot of uh, film schools and film academies that I follow on different social media platforms. And uh, they're creating content, which is very much BTS. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is how we, here's a sneak peek into what you can. Do you follow, I think it's Film Lights? Yes. Oh my and, God. And, and Film Lights is great. There's a bunch of them. Though, they, film Academy LA or some shit like they that. They post some of those shots that they post. They have the biggest light sources. They're like. Yeah. 30 feet high. Yeah. It's just insane. And you just it's think, amazing. That took you two days to set up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, when you look at that and you see the insane amount of time and effort that the mainstream world gets to put into their movies. And then you think about, like, the budget and the time that we have to shoot, the stuff that we shoot. It's remarkable that we get anything done that's even remotely watchable. All of my mainstream friends are are, are always impressed about how much we get done with how little we get yeah. to do it with. Yeah. I will say that, like, to hire somebody who has a lot of experience in porn, you're going to get someone who ha- can wear many hats <laughs> and um, will work harder than, like, anybody else. That just happened to me. Um, I do dip my toes into the mainstream side, mm-hmm. um, usually with friends that kind of know mm-hmm. what I do. Uh, and, uh, I, I swear to God, I, I did a, you know, low budget movie, an action movie or whatever. That motherfucker had me a set photographer, drone operator, data. Um, uh, I was also, uh, uh, B cam, not B, not the B cam, but like second unit mm-hmm. type of stuff. I had like five different hats and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Just because it didn't have some leaky butthole in my shot every <laughs> You know, like there was no sex. There were no fucking limp penises. There were no leaky buttholes. It was magical. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is that bad? Ooh. That, that part will be cut out. No, no. Actually, I was almost thinking about making that the title. Like David <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lip Penises and Leaky Buttholes. Oh, God. No, but it's... It, 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 um, I did... Uh, I, I, I like to do it because obviously the product now has changed. Right? I'm going to work right? most of the time. Uh, and very rarely do I get to be really creative and, and have that freedom. Um, uh, but like, I remember I, I shot this quinceanera, right? I was very nervous. Like this, this fucking girl's got whole fucking life is centered around this fucking event. And if I fuck it up, I'm going to crush this little fucking girl. Oh my God. <sighs> Did a great job. Killed it. <sighs> Thank you. Uh, and when I handed, when I turned in the content, I made the mother cry. She cried and said, my daughter has never looked this beautiful. She looks like a princess in these folders. And that did something to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. So sometimes I feed the good dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. I like to feed the good dog and do stuff that maybe I'm not really making a lot of money yeah. doing it just because it feeds that thing. Yeah, it makes you feel like value. Yes, there's value to it. Because that's the problem, I think, with shooting porn is that it's so disposable. Yeah. Right? You know, doesn't like, matter once anymore. your scene's out, it's like has no value. No, zero value. And people always ask me, like, oh, why isn't there more money in like selling porn, like merchandise or something like that? I'm like, nobody, like, people will buy like posters of The Godfather or like, you know, merch, mugs. People like, what really ask that? Yeah. Are these the same people that are going to walk down the street with? someone's butt or a half naked girl on their well, that's, shirt. That's, that's what I try to explain to people. Like mainstream has so many different ways to market and make money out of mm-hmm. movies. That, right. Like we don't like no one's going to buy a poster of like a porn movie or like a well, now, t-shirt now, or anything like now, that. I think now, and, and I think there are companies out there that do it off of the whole grindhouse porno era. Mm-hmm. Like the Deep Throats and the Debbie Does Dallas, yeah. and you can buy those posters and whatnot. Yeah, but that's because it's remember like Slicks and old and cool. Do you remember Slicks? Mm-mm. You don't remember Slicks? I don't think so. They were they were this big. Uh-huh. They were eight and a half by eleven, or eight and a half by twelve, whatever. And we used to sell porno, and we used to put we used to put them in like in a in a folder and go, here are my new releases for the month. Your mama remember them, uh, but that was. The back in the day, we used to send out slicks to people for mm-hmm. our new releases, so there was a little bit of that. But yeah, but there, there's no way you're you're not going to. There is no product placement in porn. Yeah. Other than other sexually oriented type of things, like well, the opposite. Of- I'm wrong. <laughs> I clearly am wrong, uh, but for the most part, well, there's right? the op- companies like Liquid Death. <laughs> They don't give a shit, man. Drink the water. It's good water. It's good water. It's sparkling. Yeah, it's, it looks cool. It looks like you're drinking in a tall can. Um, right? There's the opposite of product placement. We have to cover logos in porn, which is a fucking nightmare. Like, I will joke. literally go and scout locations, and it's it'll be perfect for my purposes. Mm-hmm. I can't shoot there because there's too much artwork on the mm-hmm. walls that we can't get a license mm-hmm. for, and we are not allowed to take it off the walls. Absolutely. Or there's just logos everywhere. Absolutely. Like, I can't shoot that. I've owned businesses that I couldn't shoot in. Yeah. Because there's just too much copywritten material. And yeah. I, 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 I do think, um, though, there are some companies out there that just don't care. 
Oh yeah. No, I've, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'll see a trailer for a certain company and they will showcase the Ferrari symbol or the Air Jordan symbol. And I'm like, like, is everybody else paranoid? And like, these people are like, dude, it's not a big deal. Or like, I think, no, no, no. They have a right to be paranoid. Like yeah. people are still getting sued. Yeah. Right. Uh, there was a big company recently. They got sued. Are we talking a female about direct- artwork? And- yes. yes. From a female director yes. and it's some and- shady fucking thing on the, but I don't know that to be true, but uh, a, a rumor has it that there was some sort of shady thing on the back end, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that, that happened. Wicked got hit hard. Yeah, actually, what, I feel like I heard about that, that. Jenna's built for speed. That car, the the race car in that. Yeah, yeah, that guy fucked Ornstein. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the, I believe there was back in the the one that started it all was Harley Davidson. Oh, really? Harley, they did a scene where there was a sex scene on a Harley Davidson. So that means that that leaky butthole that we were talking about earlier was right next to the Harley Davidson logo. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, they didn't think that was cool. (laughs) They didn't, for some odd reason, they went, maybe not good marketing there. So that was kind of the first one that I remember. Do you remember what company it was? It doesn't matter. So they sued the shit out of that company for their logo being prevalent in the movie. Yeah. And then there was a thing about how much screen space it can take up. Like you were mm-hmm. safe with, you know, because there, there, is, there is two sides of it. There's a, a, a public usage, mm-hmm. right? So like if you, uh, Michelin tires, right? How many times have you shot a car scene? You'll cover the Nissan in the hubcap. But those Michelin tires are... You can't cover that. You can't cover that, right? No tape will stick to that. Right. Right. We've tried. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But yet, that flies. Because there's a fair usage. Like, you can't put something out into the ether and not expect people not to shoot it. Yeah. Right? As long as you're not saying that Michelin tires endorses porn and right. you're not saying that that you know you're not featuring the girls like you know right by the tire and uh. there's something like if it's in the background briefly is like you walk by or something like it's okay or if it's like a third of it's in there it's, there's it's, like, it's, yeah there's there's screen yeah. size right and then that it's are you using it as a, a disparaging which is up for debate but are you using it in a disparaging way are you right. taking that tide bottle and i don't know beating someone with it i don't whatever uh but but are you using it in a disparaging way or you know louisville yeah. slug like if you were fucking to put a louisville slugger in a, in a female louisville slugger would probably be pretty pissed off yeah right you would yeah. probably be sued because they're saying you're using our logo and you're using it in a disparaging way right so yeah it's best just not to. I, I, I tell people all the time, they're like, you're covering up that little Vans logo on that girl's shoe. I'm like, it's just best to do it or cut it off. Yeah. Well, what I do now is a lot of times I just go and buy logo-less shoes. And I Where? Downtown? No, no, Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah, you can get logo-less stuff on Amazon. There's, there's a few places. I um, need a fucking container yeah. of men's briefs because... I don't I know what it of, is. Every I dude, got a bunch of <laughs> really? No, but they say browsers on them. Every dude shows up and they go to take off their pants, and it's Hanes. I'm like, dude, come on! I know. 
Come the fuck on. Like, you got to know better. You think? Yeah. Like, porn performers, you got to please go out and buy logoless clothes. <laughs> please, for fuck's sake. Don't show, don't show up with, like, you know, with a little, like, uh, what is it? The, the, Chanel? Or, or just anything. What's yeah. the one, the polo that always has something on it? Oh, no. yeah, polo. Well, the other one that people always wear, the less expensive the, the, one. The Izod? I don't know. Anyways, they're like, just put a piece of tape over it. Like, it won't stick. It's fabric. It'll come off Plus halfway into the scene. Like, don't make stupid, me do that. It and looks it looks stupid. stupid. Like, come on. <laughs> All right. Just get a logo list. Like, go on Amazon and just get See, logo guys, This is what so. you guys don't get when you leave. And we're going, fuck. Please, just do it. Just do it. I'll hire you more. Seriously, <laughs> honestly, it's like little things like that that, yeah. that people think about, and they shut. They're like, "Oh, I have all like if a girl shows up and she has all this logo less stuff because mm-hmm. she understands yes. that that's like what we need, and like she cares about yes. the end product, and she yes. cares about yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, I hire every, every day. Fucking, yeah, every day. What is your what was? The, okay, so I used to do a thing uh, in the DVDs for like Adam and Eve back mm-hmm. when I was directing for them called porn star bag where uh, the girls would come in and we'd open up their bags and rate them on how well their bag was. And Daryl Hannah, God bless her soul was the best girl I've ever seen. Not only did she have each individual wait, Daryl Han- Hannah, the porn, the porn star, Daryl Hannah, who's the mainstream Daryl they're they're both named Daryl Hannah. This oh, is like Cindy Crawford and Cindy Cro- because it's her real she name. She spelled it wrong. Oh, really? Right. Same with Cindy Crawford, I believe. Uh, that's her real fucking name. Yeah, it's kind of hard to come after people. Can't come after yeah. me if my fucking name is Cindy yeah, yeah. Crawford. What were we saying? Um, Just so people know, not Daryl Hannah from Mermaids. <laughs> yes, not yeah. Or the Mermaids. For 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 yeah, splash yeah, and so yeah. Just okay. it's not. The mainstream actress, Daryl Hannah, it's the adult film actress, Daryl okay. Hannah. Okay. She had a bag, and inside of the bag was each outfit, uh-huh. which was in a separate Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. And she had a Polaroid of her wearing said outfit in the bag. Oh, what? So when you That's lifted the it up. That's the girl you need to hire to do. I don't know. She's probably. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. But they don't exist anymore. She was the only one that was like that. The worst. No, typically, there, it looks like a bomb blows off but yeah. was there anyone that you remember that was that there was a few girls and now like i'm having a hard time remembering i think brie olsen was really organized Brie was good um i think allison ray was i think she had oh one my god allison ray. actually allison that was ray. kind of like had multi-shelves that i was really impressed <laughs> okay with. so that's funny uh Yes, Jewel, uh, 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 Julia Ann, uh, and it was Lisa Ann and Julia Ann both taught me about the uh, the fishing tackle boxes, right? And there was also these little uh, plastic um, uh, containers where you could put all your accessories, your rings, your earrings, yeah. your bracelets, and all that, and you could flip it over and all that. Oh, that was like a magical day for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was seriously, I was like, to this day, I still use it. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, I still use. I still have in my production box. There's a box that's kind of like a tackle box, mm-hmm. and it's got wedding rings and just stupid yeah. shit that you need from time yeah. to time. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. 
Fascinating. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about David's directing career, um, crazy onset stories, and so much more. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Dipsy. Emails, laundry, groceries, the list goes on. There's a lot that's on your to-do list, but what should be at the top? The answer is you. And this year, you should put yourself first with the help of Dipsy. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories, and now they even have brand new written stories. No matter who you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy helps bring the stories to life anytime, anywhere. Close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. There are hundreds of stories to choose from, and they release new content every week, so there's always more to explore. They also have wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore, and sleep sessions to help you drift off. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash holly. That's 30 days full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash holly. That's dipsystories.com slash holly. Has your sex life fallen into the same old dull routine? Sometimes we all need something to spice up our sex life, but going into a sex shop can be overwhelming and also a little bit intimidating and for some people, embarrassing. This is why I love Like a Kitten. Like a Kitten will ship you a gift box with all of your erotic essentials, from vibrators and massage oils to robes and handcuffs. And this month, they're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, aka Build Your Own Box. This means that you get to choose from one item out of each of these six categories toys beauty products lubes and cleansers games sexy accessories and lingerie within each category you have eight or more products you can choose from so you can really build an experience that's customized for you what's amazing is that this box only costs 79 dollars, and with some of the vibrators alone retailing for more than that the entire box of six gifts is such a steal this is a really great way for you to experiment with your lover without having to go through the headache of going to a sex shop and trying to figure out what you guys need. Like a Kitten makes it so easy. And what's so cool is that a portion of all these sales go to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. Right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off plus free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash holly or enter code holly at checkout. That's likeakitten.com slash holly or use code holly to get 20% off of these incredible boxes. Likeakitten.com slash holly or find the link in the episode description. All right, guys, we are back. So let's talk about your directing career. We haven't, I feel like we haven't like, really gotten into that. What was the first movie you ever directed? The first movie I ever directed was for uh, John Stagliano, like fucking gave me a movie. Uh, Trisha Devra and I, uh, there, the, he had th- these guys that made um, this amazing art, right? Big boob, big curvy girl artwork and very much it was in the butt man magazine type of thing and they had very great ideas and just they were very smart guys and uh, but they didn't direct too well mm-hmm. very smart very talented i'm pounding on the fucking table again i'll stop that uh very smart very talented individuals but didn't really have a lot of experience mm-hmm. in, in making movies so he wanted to do butt man comics 
so we did, um, God, what was the first one? The first one I didn't direct. The, the second one I directed, which was Vault of Horrors. And uh, it was four little stories, you know, or five little stories. And that was the first movie I ever directed for them. Um, um, how did it go? Were you nervous or did you feel like... No, because I had, I had enough set experience. It was really just... And, and I'd been shooting camera a while. And, and again, I was around guys like fucking Brad Armstrong, Jonathan Morgan, fucking um, Michael Raven, um, uh, who else? Uh, just around guys that were like, knew the shit. Mm-hmm. Like they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And um, so a little bit of that rubbed off on me. So I wasn't really nervous. Um, and uh, it was, it was a, it, they were fun stories. Like it was, it was, it was, it was a fun, uh, it was hard work, but it was fun. Yeah. Right. And actually it taught me how to edit. Which is so paramount to, I think, becoming a good director. Like Mm -hmm. if you can even understand editing or you Mm -hmm. sit in the editing room with your editor Mm -hmm. and they make you understand why you need to get this shot, Mm -hmm. why you need to get that shot, it makes you such a better Why you can't cut from a wide to a wide or it looks, most of the time looks weird. Why B-roll is like so great to just have to just stick in there when you need it absolutely yeah when i started to teach myself how to edit it definitely helped yes okay now i understand why i need to get this shot why this is Mm -hmm. important like that kind of stuff absolutely oh sorry that was my stomach (laughs) it wasn't the water though um yeah no it's super like once you get that concept it makes the other side a lot easier yeah a lot easier yeah um yeah i i got my editor sucked mm-hmm. and I was just pissed and pissed and pissed and pissed and pissed and I'm like fuck this I'm gonna learn how to edit and I did and now now I can edit most anything yeah and that's like a that's like a real talent and it's, it's you have bad. a talent that I'm jealous of that I can't seem to get right which which one? well there's a lot there's so many there, there is there is so, there is so many but like uh, photo photo editing like like Portrait skin. Oh, fucking ah! Thank like, you. Like I get all. I like I, I get it in theory. You know what? It's <laughs> just farming it out, aren't you? Farm that but, shit out. Okay, I will say though, you that can do it. Yes, just because you don't. I don't because do it, of I don't the work floor. Because you're trying to get your next gig, or you're trying to, yeah. you know, get a hard drive together, or you're trying to lead your team. So there's there's two things. First of all, I do shoot in a way that kind of blows the skin out a little bit Mm -hmm. so that it's already like easier to like Mm -hmm. my raw content generally looks pretty close to the final product (laughs) depending depending (laughs) on the depending on the girl obviously um uh and then uh i also have a separate person who does color correction right and that i feel like makes a big difference too because a lot of times when i see bad photos (sighs) a lot of times it's the colors not right really yeah yeah, I, I I I learned a little trick in teeth whitening that I was just like, oh my god, the the, the sky opened up is because when you go into and you go into teeth whitening, it always gives you a real blue white, mm-hmm. right? And it looks like chiclets in their fucking <laughs> mouth, and it's just yeah. fucking horrible. That if you um you have to also change the color temp of that, so yeah. you have to add 
you know, orange or, or whatever. Yeah. Like you, you have to change the color temp of that brush stroke yeah. to make it fit whatever picture you're shooting. Right. And that was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like those little things. The little tiny things. So you have to actually add discoloration to the teeth to make it look more. Yeah, that way it looks fake. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, but you can do that. I can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you hire people to do for you. <laughs> that's what I just learned that too. <laughs> I, I was buying some product from, or uh, some equipment from this guy, and I went down to his studio, and we're really hitting it off, and we're nerding out. It's very, part of it looks like this. Uh, and, um, I was like, he's like, I'm really into shooting cars. That's my love. But I'm stuck shooting Vogue and all this. I'm like, bitch, you shoot Vogue. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I need to talk to you. And he goes, what? And I'm like, I'm buying this Kessler slider from him. And, and they don't use it because they shoot Vogue. And I'm like, dude, fucking photo retouching. How do you do, like, what course can I take? And he goes, stop right there. I don't do it. He goes, I don't fucking do it. Farm it out. Fuck that. Farm that shit out. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, but the problem is, is that it's if you get somebody who's good, they're expensive. Yeah, he gave me a couple tricks. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, but still, you know, uh, if, if, if you're doing that type of product, which I'm trying to do more of, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, listen, I want to get the... the, 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 the the basics down myself so I know it so I don't I'm never in a position to where I can't do it I won't yeah. rely on anyone for anything yeah um, but uh, but yeah so uh, I, I, I hear that's the key to that yeah it's yeah. just fucking farm it out I mean definitely um, uh, what's the word I'm spacing on the word when you give other people jobs you don't have to do it yourself farm it out no but there's like a word for it dangle the carrot <laughs> it's like a what? What's the word? Delegate. Thank you. Fuck's sakes. Delegate. Yes. yes. Delegate. delegate. Ernie knows. All. De- I'm de- delegate. I delegate. I'm a fucking delegator. Yeah, that's a leader. That, that is a leader. That, yeah. is, that is a true leader. Yeah, Someone that can delegate time. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. So let's talk. Let's get back to you and yeah. your uh, directing career. What's the most ambitious project you ever took on? Killer Bodies. It was the most. Any, is that the one that I shot the box cover yes, for? Yes. <gasps> Yes, yes, yes. That was uh, the most uh, money <laughs> fucking any company ever gave me for one project. I have to say, because I was shooting a lot of box covers for Adam and Eve, they gave me so much money to shoot box covers. So much. We would Back make whole the... sets for a fucking box cover. Now it's like, get the box cover on set. Yeah. No, when you spent five grand for a box cover or whatever back in the day and shit, yeah. it was like, it was good money. Oh, more than that. Oh yeah, no. For, well, yeah, 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 no. It was amazing. Yeah, it was the best. They gave me over a hundred thousand dollars for this movie. Stagliano gave me the most money. Uh, well, actually, no. I think, I think the scene I just shot the other day was the most expensive actual scene because had so many moving pieces. But Stagliano gave me the most money for um, any one scene, mm-hmm. and Adam and Eve gave me the most money for any one movie, and it was a movie called Killer Bodies. It was right when Blu-ray was kind of coming out, mm-hmm. and I wanted... Did you ever read the Choose Your Own Adventure books when you were a kid? Of course. Okay. So I had an idea to do a Choose Your Own Adventure video. Well, the, the, the idea had been done before, sort of, but not to this level. 
So it was, okay, so the idea was you can have two characters, they can interact, this person go off and have sex with this person, this person go off and sex and have this person, or this person go off and sex with someone else, and you could make that decision of which person you wanted to follow mm-hmm. in the story. So you can rewatch this movie numerous times because technically I think there were 10 sex scenes in it. Mm-hmm. So you could, I don't know, do the math. A lot of different ways you can watch the movie. And I sold them on the idea, and they said yes. <laughs> Suckers. Were you happy with how it came out? Yes. And yeah. you feel it did, and it did well. Yes, I think it did well. They said that it did well. I mean, not not. It's hard to tell when you do tent poles. Yeah. Right. There's Brad Armstrong movies that still haven't made their money back, yeah. but it got so much attention to the company and to the brand right. that you kind of have to have one of those every once in a while so that the lower level products sell and make money and, right, and right. have buzz, right? Yeah. So I, I hope it made money. I think it did. It was fun. I still got the car. <laughs> still got the car. So you've been in the industry long enough that I'm sure you have your share of crazy set stories. <laughs> yes. And um, I know that we would love to hear some. Okay. How... Does it matter how foul they are? No. Okay. Celeste. Remember her? Vivid contract girl? Yes. She was married to Woody. Yes. Remember tall guy, kind of like a Dolph Lundgren type guy, blonde, good build, right? So we're shooting over at Arrow Film and Video. Okay. We're shooting shooting at Arrow Film and Video, AFV releasing, and we're shooting uh, Celeste's anal. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, they got this vivid contract girl to do a scene for them at, between her con. I don't know. So they're shooting it, and you know, leaky buttholes—they happen. It does. It happens in this so, business. Yeah. So they're on a couch, and a leaky. There's a incident that happens where there's a little plunk that maybe happened on the uh, on the couch, and these are all old Italian. New Yorkers, right? So they're like, ah, fucking clean up that fucking... uh, She shit on the couch. Go clean it up. The guy walks over, grabs a cushion, flips it over. He goes, fuck it, it's clean. Keep shooting. (laughs) Nowadays, oh my God, no. It's like, you take care of it, right? But there was just, just, it was, I was just like, really? That just happened? So that happened. Um, I always put fur like throws down. If it's a couch that's porous that you can't easily clean, um, you know, like our typical leather couches, I have like all these different fur throws, like really kind of fancy different colors. I I used to do that. Because I can wash those. I used to do that, but then people would fuck on them and they would get little hairs all over the body. That is the problem. And I kind of stopped doing it because I was just like, fuck. Right. So I'll give you, this didn't happen to me. Okay. But this is hands down the most fucked up story I've ever heard on set. Love it. Okay. So, um, porn actor mm-hmm. goes to set. He's doing it a first time anal with this girl. Mm-hmm. And he's cool. You know, he's in the game. He's very excited. New, new, new meat, new, someone new to interact with. So, uh, so it's a white set with white 
walls and a couch and a big white fluffy rug. And uh, the girl comes in. She's beautiful. And she's a little nervous because it's her first time doing it, you know, and, and hasn't really have a lot of experience. And uh, she's like, well, what should I do? And he's like, oh, sweetheart, you should go in there and, and prep. You know, you got to prepare yourself for the scene. And, you, you know, there, there's, there's douches and enemas in there. And they have enemas. I don't know. Well, no, there's instructions on the side. So if you just read the instructions on the side. Okay. Is this that story that I've heard a thousand times that I'm not sure if it actually happened? It did happen. Okay. All right. Finish okay. your story, but I think so, I know where you're going I will this. tell you. This is like a I, famous story. I, I, this is the best story in the industry ever. <laughs> right. And it did happen. And we'll talk about the players later, not on camera, because yeah, yeah, I'm sure whatever. Okay. But literally, so he's, um, so he's doing like, I don't know, fucking mish, doggy, whatever. And everything's fine. She's very, everything's working out great. There's like good chemistry or whatever. That. And they go, hey, let's try pile driver anal. And she, you down with that? And the girl's, yeah, let's try it. Why not? It's crazy. It's crazy. He goes into her butt and he's like, oh, wow. Wow, this is. Wow, she, this very, it's like just wet and kind of lubricated. And it's just, this is really easy. This is nice. And he got a couple pumps. Have they been doing anal yet? No. Okay, so this is their first anal position. This is their first anal In pile driver. And for those of you who don't know what pile driver is, look it up. But it's Google like, that shit. you're on your shoulders, you're upside down, your legs are like behind your head. It's like the most you, uncomfortable. You're never position. doing it at home. No. And it's if you are, yeah, home. it's just, it yeah. is what it is. So he goes into pile driver and he gets <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's evergreen. I've been telling the story for ten years and it's still funny. So he's still he's going. He goes a couple pumps and he goes, "I Dave, I I I pull out and like a shit fucking geyser <laughs> comes out of her ass and goes whoop flap." <laughs> And covers me, the couch, the poor girl, the wall, the rug, everything is covered in liquidy shit. And he just goes, "Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done. Um, I'm gonna go shower. Really nice meeting you. Really sorry. Uh, I'm gonna go. Okay, so I'm gonna just go shower real quick, and then I'm gonna be gone. And we call it the shit geyser story. And apparently, the girl." didn't read the part where you're supposed to expel. Uh, and first off, you shouldn't be using fucking enema porno girls. You shouldn't be using the enema bottle. Just put water in it. You'll be fine. Um, especially douches. Uh, but yeah, apparently didn't expel the water and was holding that inner for, for blowjob, oral, and two positions probably into third position... Okay. Third sex position. So that wasn't the story I thought you were going to tell. Okay. My story was the one where a girl didn't know how to douche and she drank the douche instead of eating. <laughs> sorry. That was very loud. Everyone, I'm so sorry. <laughs> everyone tells that story and I'm just like, I feel like that didn't that, happen. That, I, I, I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. I've heard it a couple times. Uh, there was, oh God, there was some girls back in the day that used to leave sponges in them for exter- ex- 
extended point. Yeah, or like of time, forget to take them right? Out. Forget to take them out, and you get on set, and it's like you know, unfortunately, there's an aroma that's unpleasant, and it's like I don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. And then you come to find out that they're um, that they're, they've left these sponges in them that are fermenting inside of themselves, and you're just like, Ugh. oh, I just I've remembered a great, great story for you. Those out of them. Yeah, no. So, yeah, so for we've those had of you to. who don't know, yeah. um, a lot of times if girls have to work on their period, yes. they will put a makeup sponge, like a makeup wedge, mm-hmm. up inside their vagina to absorb the blood so they can continue to have sex. And if it's bad, uh, multiple sponges. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the problem is, of course, is that it can be pushed up there um, by a, a large penis and be difficult to extract. Right. And so sometimes yes. they need help. Yes, which, which reminds me of a great story. Great story. Okay, so so just real quick back to the anal geyser shit. shit Geyser happened. So as somebody who has done enemas myself, right, they are very difficult to get out. No, they're difficult to keep inside. They'll keep right. the water inside you for a right, long right, time. Right, right, Your right, right, right. That's right. what I'm saying. That poor girl's unless, fucking sitting there. Or unless you're really backed up, and you've got a lot. In well, there apparently hydrated, so your body absorbs it. So that okay. Makes sense so it wasn't like a lots. couple little ping pings. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like because we've had it before where you get like it happens. Yeah. It happens. Guys. Like a pe- like a like a piece or, or a pocket of water will come out, luby something or other, yeah. and sometimes you know you just clean up on aisle one, girl readjust. Yeah. This was a, a fucking <laughs> shit. Faucet came out of this girl's ass and just literally blanketed the whole set in this. And yeah, so. David, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. Um, Can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Yeah, David Lord, uh, David Lord on Twitter. Um, You can find me. I think it's at David Lord. Uh, or David Lord XXX. I'm pretty two. sure it's at David Lord XXX. Yeah. And then, How do you not know your own Twitter handle? I don't really. <laughs> it's an ish thing for me. You know, it's David Lord ish. Uh, but yeah, I, don't, I, I, I need to start spending, I need to start spending more time uh, worrying about that stuff. I don't. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's a whole new, I'm kind of on that cusp and, I, a lot of the social media stuff I don't post myself. I have somebody else do it for me because I just can't be bothered. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Like, I'll take the picture. I have the intent of posting it. Mm-hmm. I have so many pictures on my roll that I've just never posted because I just I just don't go and do it. Uh, yeah, it's a thing. I'm going to be better. Okay. <laughs> so, David Lord, XXX on Twitter. Do you have an Instagram handle? Yeah, but I don't remember. It's David Lord. Just look for David Lord on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll find me. <laughs> and you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Twitter and on Instagram if you want to support this Patreon, yes, do it. this show. Do go it. to patreon.com yes. slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then be led to the place where you can rate my show. Five stars, of course, and leave your glowing review. Okay, it doesn't have to be glowing, but you know, say something nice. You can also financially support this show through my Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Unfiltered, 
where you get so many perks for your support. Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not safe for work website hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash hollyrandallunfiltered, and you can watch the video versions of these interviews at youtube.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Oh, and of course, sign up for my newsletter at hollyrandallunfiltered.com and get all the info on upcoming guests and special projects. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting my podcast in whatever way that you can. <laughs>